We care about our land more than somebody down in Ottawa. A land code puts the First Nation into the power of government. The biggest point for me is your ability to protect your reserves lands. Former chief of our community had the vision to sign uh, and the guts to sign that framework agreement. Business at the pace of business. I think it just proves that First Nations lands management really is working. The good thing about land code, we don't have to sell it. It sells itself. Welcome to this week's episode of Land Decolonized. I'm Richard Perry. This is the podcast for leaders interested in the Framework Agreement on First Nation Land Management. Now, most if not all land codes contain provisions about enforcement of First Nation laws, which of course can involve policing. This week, the First Nation Land Management Resource Centre is helping to promote a virtual conversation about policing, and to learn more, we reached Andrew Bynan, who is Director of Lands Governance. Andrew gets into further details and also has a link to more multimedia content around policing. Here's our conversation. And joining us on this week's podcast is Andrew Bynan, Director of Lands Governance with the Resource Centre. Andrew, great to have you back. Nice to see you again, Richard, uh, and good to have a chance to have a little bit of an updated discussion on how things are going. Yeah, just to remind people, we spoke way back at the beginning of the podcast. I think you were one of the very first interviews, and we were talking about the COVID scenario and some other legal-related issues. So thanks to the great work you did on that first podcast. It's been exploding, and the numbers are well over 2,000 downloads, and I'm going to have to give you most of the credit for that. That's very kind of you. I think it's the chiefs who are the celebrity speakers, not not me. But uh, anyway, it was good to get it started and nice to have a chance to speak with you again. Absolutely. You are uh, right in the middle of planning. I should let our listeners know we're just uh, hours before you're beginning a national online conversation. And uh, by the time this airs, some people may have been part of that. But can you talk about the the planning for that and why, and the topic, first of all, and why you felt it was important to do at this stage? Well, it, it, it's very interesting. The issue of uh, under-enforcement uh, or gaps in the enforcement of First Nation laws uh, is is a huge priority that uh, is, is a very important subject matter that the Lands Advisory Board chiefs uh, or the Lands Advisory Board directors really want to see solved. And we're hearing very, very much from the growing number of land code First Nations that they're extremely frustrated with uh, the difficulties in getting uh, laws respected, recognized, uh, and enforced in a, in a practical way. So Interestingly enough, Richard, uh, just before the pandemic broke out, we were having conversations with uh, federal government officials, senior federal government officials, and the idea came up of having a national conference to draw together uh, uh, those who could really try to solve this issue. And we had in mind the idea of having a a face-to-face conference in Ottawa late in 2020. Well, with the news of the uh, worldwide pandemic, that blew up completely. And so rather than lose the focus, what we did was we came up with the idea of a national online conversation, a virtual conversation regarding aspects of the enforcement of Indigenous government laws. Now, uh, last year, we actually had a number of sessions which uh, are recorded on, and available on our website devoted to this subject matter, which is www.indigenousenforcement.com. So for those who are interested in uh, the issue of enforcement of 
laws. There's already a number of recordings, uh, which are some of which are very interesting, I think, on topics like uh, matrimonial real property laws, uh, COVID-19 laws, practical guidance for the, the mechanical steps to enforce laws, and some higher level, uh, broader vision of Indigenous justice, uh, featuring Stephen Point, for example, who's uh, now uh, uh, Chancellor at UBC and, is, and used to be a, a judge. Uh, so there's already a lot on our national online conversation recorded on our website, but uh, it's nice to have this opportunity to speak with you today because, as you say, uh, we're actually holding the next event April 28th, and we have a bit of a lineup going into to May, June, and into the fall. Basically, monthly, we're, we're keeping the uh, national online conversation coming. So there will be more events for those who are interested. When you talk about the difficulty in enforcing some laws, are there any common themes that you're seeing across the country from east to west? Yes. Uh, you know what's really interesting about it, Richard, uh, is there. it seems like uh, there has been a long legacy of under-enforcement of laws associated with the Indian Act uh, colonial system. The, the Indian Act has long included provisions under which First Nations can adopt bylaws. Uh, the language is in most for the most part pretty antiquated. And there, you know, over the past 25, 30 years or so, there just hasn't been adequate enforcement of those old Indian Act bylaws. Um, and that that history, that legacy, I think, is what's causing major difficulties, both for uh, First Nations, which still have that uh, bylaw authority under the Indian Act, and those that have opted into self-government arrangements, uh, become land code First Nations, uh, those who have modern treaties, there's this huge inertia against uh, the recognition and, and enforcement of laws, which which is sort of an uphill struggle to try to get uh, enforcement machinery turned on, whereas other governments in Canada take take the enforcement issue for, for granted. The system is well-built, well-known, and so on. So having expressed that that uh, pessimism somewhat, the, the, the brighter light, though, Richard, is that there are some First Nations who are, are making huge progress in terms of uh, enforcement of laws. And uh, I think the, the, the steady pressure that's coming from the chiefs and from our Lands Advisory Board directors, I think we'll be able to unlock this uh, in, the, in the near future. Uh, the only other comment I'd quickly make, though, is enforcement of laws is a little bit like economic development. You, you don't do it and stop. Uh, it's a function of government always, right? Uh, even the most, of, most uh, all governments in the world really are, are constantly looking at how effective are our laws? Um, what's the degree of compliance? How do we make things more efficient and effective? Um, uh, look at uh, United States with the controversies over policing, for example, and uh, uh, some of the laws that have been on the books. So uh, I guess my, my, my major comment would be to say, 
I do think that there'll be very, very significant progress in the near future, but this issue isn't going to go away. It will be a constant feature of strong First Nation governance even in 10, 15, 30 years from now. Yeah, I think you, you already have a couple of hundred people who might be attending this online event. Uh, can you describe generally who this is for and who is attending? Yeah, it's interesting, Richard. We decided to uh, launch this April session, which is focused on First Nation policing. Uh, on relatively short notice, we uh, unfortunately, in the first part of the fiscal year, you know, I've just been busy with other events. So there's been a bit of a gap. But I'm pleased to say that uh, last time I checked, we were well over uh, 260 registered uh, applicants. And uh, what's interesting to see is that there's very significant participation from First Nations, from personnel who are involved with enforcement and so on. Uh, but we also tend to draw uh, a lot of uh, individuals who work with the federal government, provincial governments, and even to some extent territorial governments. So uh, uh, it, does, it does seem to capture a lot of attention. And for example, we're going to have uh, one of the directors general of Public Safety Canada, who's uh, closely involved with, with policing programming and, and, and policing agreements with First Nations uh, speaking. But uh, we really are, are incredibly fortunate in terms of some of the panelists who that we'll be having tomorrow. You know, police officers are very busy, but we actually have uh, the chief of police of the Blood Tribe and uh, the chief of police uh, at Sutina Nation in Alberta and uh, a senior legal advisor uh, uh, working at uh, West Bank First Nation uh, in British Columbia. And I think that the session tomorrow will be very interesting because these individuals have seen huge successes in terms of uh, reform of the approach to policing with their First Nations. And uh, the discussion is going to go a bit through what their experience is and what uh, suggestions they have for other First Nations who are looking to have a, a, a better approach to policing and particularly trying to uh, consider to what extent uh, police forces, including First Nation police forces, need to be part of the equation uh, in terms of the enforcement and recognition of First Nation laws. So there's a real thirst for information out there, and they're going to get that from folks right at the grassroots level who are on the ground working through these issues. Yes, and and I. 100% agreed, Richard. It's it's not, it's the opposite of an academic abstract discussion. It's hands-on practical lessons learned from those who have really been doing this work uh, on the ground, which which I love. Um, and uh, as much as possible, we're trying to focus in in in, in the discussions on you know w what are the things based on experience that other First Nations in Canada might want to think about, no matter how far along they are in terms of enforcement issues and effective policing, there's always, you know, valuable lessons to learn from, from networking and so on, right? The other thing I would say, Richard, is we try to keep the sessions, <laughs> despite the fact that they're virtual sessions, almost like an armchair back and forth discussion like you and I are having. 
So it's not a lecture, it's not PowerPoint presentations, it's really just a, an interesting conversation. I, I will say as well, um, uh, Richard, that, you know, tomorrow's event is, is of course, just on our immediate horizon and many individuals listening to this podcast might not be able to, uh, to register in time or, or have other things that they need to do. But going back to the start of our conversation, we have that uh, dedicated website, www.indigenousenforcement.com, and tomorrow's session on policing will be recorded and maintained there, both French and English. Uh, the May session and the June session, we'll keep all the recordings because people have busy schedules and sometimes it's nice to listen to these uh, learning opportunities at, at a different time. Yeah, that's great. That was going to be my last question and whether it was going to be recorded. So that's <laughs> thank you for covering that. And I know your communications people are on top of it and they'll be helping promote upcoming sessions, too. Awesome. Andrew, if, if anybody wants to touch base with you down the road, what's the best method for them to get in touch with you? Well, uh, uh, if you go to the Resource Center, First Nations Land Management Resource Center website, uh, we have, uh, you know, buttons to track through to contact staff members. But uh, I think it's pretty easy. My first name, Andrew.lastname, B-E-Y-N-O-N, at labrc.com. So Lands Advisory Board Resource Center.com. Uh, Richard, if I can just add one one more thought. Um you know, I, yes, the, the the sessions are recorded and available on that site. Uh, if you don't mind me just promoting some of the upcoming sessions. Yeah, please uh, do. In the month of May, uh, later in the month of May, we're currently working on the agenda and the participants for uh, a session which will be really quite interesting. Uh, there's a project, uh, a pilot project in Saskatchewan on enforcement of First Nation laws. And uh, it involves uh, Muscaday First Nation working together with uh, Whitecap Dakota First Nation. And they're working with provincial and federal authorities to try to uh, improve the enforcement and recognition of their laws. And so the May session will be devoted to uh, their work. And I think that should be a very interesting session because they've been doing mm -hmm. some important work based on a memorandum of understanding for about a year, year and a half now. And uh, I, again, I just think the May session will be an interesting one. Stay tuned for what we have in June. I can't announce it yet. We're just trying to get the, the uh, persons that we've invited to confirm. Great. That's awesome. Yeah, maybe we can line up the chiefs or staff from uh, the two Saskatchewan communities to talk about that, uh, to drum up some more interest too. That's fantastic. I'll be speaking with uh, Chief Darcy Bear uh, later uh -huh. this week, so I might. I might <laughs> you can do the marketing for us. He's a very busy man, but uh, absolutely, you know, he's a tremendous speaker. So we'll see. Yes, we've had him on the show, Andrew. I know you've got a, a meeting you have to run to right away. So uh, again, thank you on behalf of our listeners for making the time to uh, promote your upcoming session. We appreciate it. I really appreciate your help in promoting this. And uh, uh, as I've said uh, before, this is an issue I'm very passionate about. And uh, I hope that the national online conversation is helpful to people. And uh, we really need to now just get to the results. Enforcement has to happen. And thanks to Andrew Bynan for squeezing us in between last minute planning for the April virtual session on First Nation policing. 
If you have some follow-up questions, you can reach Andrew by email, as he said, abynon, that's A-B-E-Y-N-O-N, at labrc.com. Thank you again for listening and sharing links to the podcast, which recently surpassed more than 2,000 downloads. Great news. Hope you can join us next week.